So if you can solve a problem in the industry that people are currently dealing with, and you do it in a really great way that causes a very beautiful customer journey to where they're excited at the end and they want to tell people about you, you have a business. Today, I get to speak with my good buddy, Jim Beard. He's a content creator and innovator, a visualization consultant, 3D producer, and a 3D team lead. With COVID on the rise, he didn't want to create something that everybody else was doing, a podcast. So he ended up creating a game show called the X's and O's game show. Now he's got a ton of experience being a creative problem solver, uh, lean management, growing companies and whatnot. So he was like, this is going to be easy. He he solved the problem that he was having himself in figuring out how to better create a show that would create not just engagement, but also really live engaging content. So with his X's and O's game show, skills and, and hosting abilities he created a monster of a show now i'm super excited to bring him on to the episode because i absolutely adore him thank you for tuning in to hacks and hobbies with your host Junaid. we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life we want to learn their story their struggles and their journey on how they got to where they are today so stick around. Jim, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Junaid. This is awesome, man. Here, let, me, let me get a little... Woohoo! We got some Represent the, the Jacks life. God, those are freaking awesome. Yeah, Marley Jacks. Awesome. Oh, that's so thank cool. you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, I'm excited. Man. It's, it's super exciting. I mean, the way we connected is, has got a whole story of its own. Very true. And I was telling my I was telling my wife last night, and I was asking her, you know, how's 2020 been for you? And she's like, you know, I started this new job last year, and all this stuff. So we went deep, and then I was I was like, let me tell you how my <laughs> year went. <laughs> I got invited to this game show, which changed my life. <laughs> changed your life. It it want it made me want to have my own game show. You have no idea how many times I've been thinking about it, of the ideas and on on all the things that are going into the game show that is brewing in my head. You got all the tools, man. You got all the fun toys to to make that game show magic. So yeah. So whenever you're ready, man, let's game show it up. We'll figure. We've, we've, which we've had some discussions, and you got some yeah, awesome ideas that I know yeah. would blow people's minds. So yeah. we'll get you there. Hell yeah! Time is what we all need more of. Yeah, that's true, especially with families. Families, COVID, everybody's staying at home. You know, work and whatnot, other responsibilities. It's it's uh it's easy to give every last second to your business. And yes. uh, you shouldn't. Yes. <laughs> and I, I don't think anyone really tells you that when you Nobody start out. That. They're not like, you know, you hear Gary V is just like, do the work. Get in there, get in the dirt. And it's like, okay, cool. And then, you know, you realize that you put 20 hours into something and there's people that also like to see your face sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I never get to see you. You sleep late. You're up late. You're up early, and you know when do we get to hang out? And like, yes, I know, I gotta, I gotta put stuff down on my calendar. So, 
I've decided, you know, anytime after 6 p.m., no business, it's all family. So I like that. And it's a good rule to have. Solid rule. A solid rule. It's it's made, you know, folks in the house happy. And, you know, my my youngest kid, she's two years old, and she's growing up fast. I mean, super hey, fast. Oh, my so, God. They grow so fast. It's so crazy. crazy. It's just like a blur. Yeah. So, Jim, it's so awesome to have you on the podcast. We got connected through the game show. Thank you so much, Heather. It's amazing. Murphy. Heather Murphy. She's got Murphy. a new product out right now, helping out with your branding and just strapping a rocket ship to your business. Yes. Check her out. I can't run my business or my game show without Heather Murphy. Yeah. Plain and simple. She is my secret weapon and everyone should have her as a secret weapon. Yes. She's awesome. She's so awesome. She's such a giver. She creates these communities and these little groups and there's just passion and compassion and gratefulness mm. and gratitude coming out of there. And it's just awesome. So we got connected through that. We got, um, I was on the show. I was like, let's see what this is going to be like. What's funny is that I had a party going on in my house and I told my wife, okay, I got to go on this game show. You host a guest, you know, um, and you know, we'll hold down the fort while I do this fort. weird thing. <laughs> I do this weird thing. And I was like, I should have like mirrored it on the, on the TV upstairs of the family room. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So they could watch you on the show. That's pretty good. I like that. So I'm like, okay, that that's going to be fun. They won't be, they won't feel left out. Like what is, what is he doing down there? What's going on? What does he, what does he do down there? Midway. Know. What does he do? Midway. <laughs> yeah. Midway, so, by the way, is an inside joke from that episode in particular. Yeah. And uh, you just have to watch the episode. You just got to go watch the episodes. episodes. It was fun. So tell us a journey. Tell us a version of your journey, Jim, that no one's heard of before. That no one's heard before. All right. Um, Let's see here that no one's heard. I was tired of being underappreciated or not appreciated in my job. Truly. Uh, I worked uh, in automotive computer graphics for 15 years. Wow. And, uh, you know, you, you get to be a cog in the machine. Every once in a while, you get to work on special projects. Mm -hmm. So, like, everything on Chevy.com I touched in some way, all the imagery on there. Nice. And, uh, you know, we got to do occasionally like 360 videos, virtual reality, augmented reality. And the idea is that we make cars in the computer that are, look so real. You don't know the difference between what's real and what's not. Hmm. And then we use those for commercials, print ad, billboards, internet, everything. Um, that was what I did. And so you create this beautiful image and it gets handed off. And then someone else steps forward and says, you know, takes the credit for it. And you never get to see that end, yeah. you know, the payoff or the reaction of the client. And initially for like the first five years, it didn't bother me because I was just so excited to be doing the work. And then as time went on, it was kind of like it felt empty for lack of better wording. Mm -hmm. I realized that I did kind of need that feedback. I wanted to know that what we were doing had a meaning and had a purpose because all we would get back is an email from our CEO who went to this really nice, beautiful party and they did a celebration of the new campaign 
And he said, you know, give our, give your best to your team. Good job. You know, and then like a thumbs up emoji in the email, you know, and it just, it just felt empty and we didn't really get any tangible feedback. It was either, it was good or it needs to be redone or changed. It was never like, we like this because this works because we sold more cars because we never got any of that. It was it's either it was blanket. good or do it again. <laughs> and that was it. Do it again. So after five years of that, it got tiresome. And I was like, you know what? In like six years, I'm probably going to just stop doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that to myself, but of course. You know, it, it gets comfortable. Yeah. You get comfortable. Yeah. You get to realize like, okay, this is the set of problems that I have on a day-to-day basis. I know how to handle them and they may suck. It may be not the best scenario, but it supports my family. It gives us insurance and it puts food on the table. Yeah. So I can go through that because I know that's a predictable outcome, even though it's not something that is personally fulfilling to me. And I feel like a lot of audience members probably can relate to that, Mm -hmm. that you just do it because you got to. You know, yeah. you know, we're raised that if you work hard enough, your company will, will take care of you. And uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> during COVID are realizing that's probably not the case. Yeah. And how uh, good they t- were taken care of. And how good they were actually taken care of. Yeah. So it's, it's an old mentality that is definitely aided by being a business owner. And there's a whole new slew of problems to come with being a business owner. Oh, yeah. But the beautiful thing about it is you can insure yourself with having more than one client. You know, when you work for a company, you only have one client. Yeah. And when that client, that client essentially dictates how you live your life and the, um, how good that life can be. And if they decide one day that, you know, your, your job is not needed or your job is, um, too expensive, they can make a decision that can affect your entire life. And it's your only client. So you're, you're completely at the whim of your employer. Because you put all your eggs in the same basket. Yeah, exactly. And that's how we're raised is that, you know, you, you work hard and you will get noticed and you will, you'll be successful in this life. And yes, that does work for some, but COVID has been a very big reminder that even at your best, Mm -hmm. you can be found to be an expense that is, is too high. And, uh, you're, you can be left without a job and, uh, then you, you, then what are you doing now? You're left at square one. You have to start over again and you have to go find another client. And I think that that's something that people need to put in their minds is that as a nine to five, your job is your client. So just because they take care of us, they pay insurance, they pay our bills. You got to think of them. That's one client. And if that client decides at any point that it's better to not have me work there, whether financially or any other reason, you lost your one client. Everything was hedging and against that one client. So when you lose that client, you're left with nothing. So being a business owner innately in the mentality of a business owner is to get multiple clients. Therefore, if you lose a client, your whole world doesn't come crashing down. You're okay. You know, you insure yourself against hardship, essentially. Yeah. You've and, got redundancies. You're setting up. Right. Your- so the same mentality you use to impress your employer, just switch that mentality over to your clients and 
you can have a business. Yeah. You know, it's not terribly complicated. We make it complicated. So if you can solve a, a problem in the industry that people are currently dealing with, and you do it in a really great way that causes a very beautiful customer journey to where they're excited at the end and they want to tell people about you, you have a business. Yeah. You And just listen to your market. The market will guide you as you go along by saying, I don't like that. I do like that. Why aren't you showing us more of this? And then if you ignore them, they will leave you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the way <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, it's, but I, th I think there's a mindset change there. It is. And I had that mindset change and it's, uh, it has been terrifying and beautiful all at once. So that's the, the version that I have not told people. So that was, that was, that was really powerful. Thank you. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for sharing. I mean, putting in the context of that's the one client you work for, hoping that they're going to make you rich. What are you, what are you crazy? Why would somebody else Never want to happen. make you rich? They just want to pay you enough so you just come back the next day I'm like oh you know over and over but when yeah. you hire clients or have multiple clients you have the ability to set up the price that they pay to set up all of that so that's really powerful thank thank you man that like the analogy in the the is not going to be lost on anybody at all. Like, like I said, I think a lot of people deal with it, but they don't necessarily think of it that way. It's a little bit of a shift. Yeah. And even saying it to you, like, it's like, well, yeah, but oh yeah, I was kind of taught different than that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's an old school mentality. You know, I, yeah. I was, especially millennials forward are very much in that thinking of like, that's a client, you know, that's, and, and they don't work at one place for very long. So they're always thinking of the next step. Yeah. So instead of taking it, like I'll work for you for two years and then I'll work for someone else for two years until I get bored. Yeah. You know, you can find that in your clients because each client is unique. Each client has a unique problem to solve exactly. and it's always fresh and it's always challenging. That was another thing is in my job, I just wasn't challenged anymore. Yes. So that I get into a cycle of just, I know what it takes to get this across the finish line. I'm not going to put anything extra into it anymore. Exactly. Because you just get dragged down. Yeah. You know, that, that fire that got you into it in the first place fizzles. It but does. you still need to pay your bills. You still got to do so, it. That's, that's an excellent point. Um, um, you get, you're not getting challenged because you're not growing anymore. Right. The reason we have dead trees is because they can't grow anymore. And if you look at trees, they're letting go of leaves every year so they can grow. And that's why we got to leave a job to go find or, you know, have other clients. Because every step that we've taken in life has given us that growth opportunity. And the reason we start working for ourselves or a reason we start a business is because it gives us that flexibility it gives us that growth the challenge because and and i think the biggest part of it all is you get to pe meet new people when you're working at the same company let's say there's 10 employees 10 months you've learned about each person and you hung out with them after the first year you know everybody pretty well 
You're not. And they become like your family. Yes, they do. And then, you know what happens with family? Um, you gotta go out and go to school to meet new people, make new friends, and that's what entrepreneurs are able to do. They're able to network and connect with new people. Like just being connected to you on that show through Heather has connected with me with so many people, and it's the 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 courage, the 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 encouragement from others that you get back. What's there's another word for it. I can't remember, <laughs> but you feel all these neurons running in your head and you feel all this excitement because everybody sees what you're doing and they encourage you because everybody like somebody, I, I read somebody like if you meet people that have already gone through the phase that you're going through, they're always going to lift you up. They're not going to pull you down because the people who are going to pull you down are the ones that haven't grown yet. They want you to stay at their own level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, starting out this process, I never saw that as being part of the game show. And it's called the X's and O's game show, for those who don't know. And it's uh, based off of like Hollywood Square. So it's essentially like tic tac toe, mm -hmm. but it's Facebook Live. And in the tech tech in the tic tac toe board, <laughs> sorry, <it's kind laughs> of that. Uh, there are nine experts that fill out the grid, and there's two contestants and then me. And so I have uh, each contestant is either an X or an O. They pick a square that they would like an X or an O to go in, just like tic tac toe. And in that square is an expert. I ask that expert a trivia question based around entrepreneurship, marketing, pop culture, and just downright weird. <clears throat> They can answer correctly if they know it. If they don't, they can lie. And then the contestant has to determine what's right or wrong. If they get it correct and they get an X or an O in the square, three in a row gets tic-tac-toe, best out of three wins the game. And it's just this weird thought that kind of like came together over a process of deep diving into Twitch gamers, who are my favorite people on the internet. <laughs> and because uh, they're having way more fun than all of us. Oh my God. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yes. They're having so much yeah. fun. They're, they're like, why so the hell do they just get to play games and they just talk about everything they want? And I was like, world. if I could, even a fraction of that, if I could bring that to this very stiff world yeah. that is like the marketing and entrepreneurship world, where it's just, here's a webinar, there's a perfect webinar script, and at the end, I'm going to sell you a thing. <laughs> or I'm going to give you a free thing and then that's going to convince you to buy the next thing. And then the next thing, and then you get with lots of money and it's like, okay, cool. But I feel like we lost the entertainment. Yes. And I'm a big fan of, of edutainment, educating, giving value and entertaining, yes. you know, the Billy Jean way. Billy Jean's one of my favorite people on the planet, by the way. And, uh, that guy entertains. Yeah. He sells his butt off, but first and foremost, he, you're watching that whole video because the guy knows how to entertain truly at its core what that means. And so I was like, man, I got to bring some of that to, to Facebook world because YouTube has got a ton of it. It's racing oh, all over oh, yeah. the place. Oh, yeah. So I was like, if I could get some of that here, I might have something. And, you know, you, you put something up and you break it. And you put something up and you break it. And I did. And I still do. I'm constantly messing up the show or something's mm -hmm. going wonky. Something's going crazy. And it's okay to fail. You yeah. know, failure is not a bad thing. 
So it's when I have problems on the show, you roll with it. You know, I make light of it. I make fun of it. You know, like episode 20 and Jim still doesn't have his act together. You know, <laughs> and then everyone laughs. I fix it and we get right back in. And it's just good fun. The beautiful thing about the game show, too, is I don't have to be always funny. Yes. I have 11 other people to prop me up. So yeah. people say, like, you know, Jim, we don't see a lot of your personal videos, just you. It's because that's terrifying. <laughs> it is. And to me, someone that does this show week in, week out, all the time, I have a new show coming out this Thursday even. And it's like, it's different. And the reason it's different is because I've set myself up with success. I've given myself little wins. Yes. So if I'm having a bad night and I pump myself up for the show and it's not quite cutting it, I can lean on the other 11 people to bring me back in. Yes. To get me back in that mode because there's so many beautiful people in our community. And you get them together and it's just fun. It is. And you don't have to have 12 people to do it. You know, even just stuff like this, and you can add it on another person even, to get those different personalities together that may not agree on things but still have a lot of value to give. Get them together, have a conversation. And throw it in StreamYard so you can make a little bit of, of interesting border outlook, and you're going to separate yourself from 98% of your timeline. Oh, yeah. Every time. And Every it's so time. simple. You know, you look up a couple images on Google, you make your own. If you have that skill set, you hire a VA, you go on to uh, Fiverr.com even, and you can get something made and tossed together very quickly that's going to separate you from the pack. And then you just have a discussion based around problems that your ideal client is having, objections that they commonly have, overcome those objections using your videos, and have discussions about what's going on in the industry, what's going on in your world, in your journey. Yeah. You know, document the journey and let some other people come on that maybe have had similar paths or even very different paths and talk about those differences. You have a show. Yes. It, it's really and only as complicated again as you make it. Exactly. And the X's and O's is incredibly complicated because I way <laughs> overthought that crap, but it's also a lot of fun. And there's, there's something to be gleaned from that, from the audience is that if you take even just a small segment of that, what's the most fun part of the show? The people. The people. Every time without fail, the Every people. Time. So you can even take out the game, give it a, a fun look, and just have those discussions. That's the most fun part of the game. So anyone yeah. watching, if you wanted to have something engaging content, oh, I don't know what to make, content creation is so hard. No, it's not. It's not. You scan your timeline, and you can even start a room, and just start inviting people to your room. Have a conversation, go live. You have content now. Amen. It's really that easy. And there will be something to gain from that because even if you're only a step or two ahead of someone else, they have something to learn from you every time. That imposter syndrome is one of the great sicknesses of entrepreneurship. And I, I, I can't preach it enough. I, I struggle with it myself daily. Every single day I deal with imposter syndrome. And I yeah. wish I was a way to just make that work. But, and, and, you know, people like Marley Jack, who's a big support, supporter of the show and of my business, yeah. um, she always talks about imposter syndrome, too. And she's at this, like, gargantuan titan level. Yeah. And she's still dealing with it. You know, they, they I forget her little rhyme that she has, but, uh, you know, new new pay level, new problems. But she she rhymes it nicely and does a better <laughs> job than I do. But that's the, the punchline, right? Is it never goes away. You just have no. new problems. Well, here's what I think about imposter syndrome. If you have it, 
means you're on the right path because you are facing your challenges you are overcoming those challenges and not worrying about whatever other other people are thinking about because that's what imposter syndrome is it's hey what's that person going to say about me forget them because they're only thinking about themselves just like you think about yourself you know and it's it's what's funny about it is the things that you're most afraid of you know judgment you know people are going to think i look stupid you know, my beard has a ton of grays and I should have plucked it beforehand. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I'm committed, people. I am yeah, gray. I, yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm... yeah, you have the coolest beard on the internet, period. <laughs> Hands down. Thank you, thank so, you. you know, I, oh, I'm not looking good today. I don't have on, you know, nice clothes or whatever. And, uh, you know, the lighting's all, not right or my, my microphone is not high end. I don't have the beautiful camera that Junaid has, so <laughs> I should just give up. No. No. No, no one cares. What they care about is the content, the, the context of what you're saying and if it can help them. If it can genuinely give value to someone that's even a half step behind you. You know, you've come up with your business and you're starting to come up with ideas. You're ahead of the game with someone in the nine to five is tired of this crap. Mm -hmm. You know, you have something to lend to them. Yeah. And that is, hey, this was the path I took. These are things I would have done differently to then speed up that process. That is incredibly valuable to me in a nine to five okay. and thinking to myself, can I do this? Well, Junaid did it. And just four months ago, he was in this situation and that's where I'm at. I have something to gain from him. Hmm. You know, so I think that's one of the big things about imposter syndrome that we deal with is we think we have to be at that Titan level to be able to have the credentials to speak to someone and, and give value. You don't. It's you not can. even remotely close to that. Never That's once have I been on a video to where someone was like, dude, you don't belong here. You don't know enough. Who get what gives you the right? Never. It never happens. Period. It never happens. Yep. And yeah, I've had a couple of haters that pop on, but it's because they were bored. <laughs> you know? They didn't really say anything mean. They were just like, oh, I wish I was watching something else. It's like, okay, cool. You should go, <laughs> go do that. You should go do that. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't, it shouldn't bother you. You know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I, I'm not for everyone. No. And I don't want to be for everyone because if you serve everyone, you serve yes. no one. Yes. I think one of the, the awesome things that you mentioned was you can't get to Titan level and think, oh, I'm going to start when I get there. Like, you oh, have crazy. to start that journey. That's you paralysis. Bad, yeah, you got to have some bad videos to learn from your own mistake to be able to create good video. Sure, One of the most beautiful things I heard Stephen Larson say, and I, I love Stephen Larson so much, he screams publish, and I think it's still not loud enough. The guy needs a <laughs> megaphone. Publish. <laughs> he, it needs to be even louder, Stephen, if you're listening. <laughs> Even louder, man, because publishing has changed my world. Without publishing, I'd be nowhere. Yeah. So um, one thing, beautiful thing he says is when you start publishing, you're doing it for you. Publishing in the beginning is for yourself, and you're going to suck, and that's okay. And as you go along, you start to find your voice a little bit. You try things. Maybe some things don't work so well. You're going to see that zero in the corner of your life. No one's watching. That's okay. It's for you. That's your time. Okay, that's Document, your time to yeah. find your voice. That's for you. Yes. And you keep that up there so people know that you were human once. I love that. Amen. I love that. Because you know, people have the instinct to say, that was so crappy. I'm so embarrassed of that. I don't want anyone to ever see that. Don't touch it. Leave it. 
because people need to know when you reach a success that you were once human. I love that. And he says that, you know, you're going to suck for a while and then you'll mm-hmm. suck a little less and then you'll suck a little less and eventually you'll suck so little you're actually pretty good. Yeah. And that's it. So that's- right now I'm still finding my voice on a daily, daily basis with every podcast I'm on, with every show I'm on, with my own show. And with going live, I'm starting to get over those fears and over those yeah. fears of judgment and things like that. But I'm just doing it because right now, if I don't have any viewers, that's for me. I'm finding my voice and eventually I'll find my tribe that comes along with me. And now X's nose does have its own tribe. Mind you, I just started at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. So it's not that long ago, you know, and we've come this far where we have 700 active members in the Facebook page. That's insane. That's insane. Episode 20 in two weeks. Dude, the one thing you mentioned where publish, right? And that's what Gary Vaynerchuk says. Just absolutely document your journey. So critical. Russell says it too, you know, all the time. And he's a big proponent of, you know, don't delete your early stuff. Yeah. It's going to suck, but people need to know that you came from A and you went to Z. Because now if all you're talking about is Z, they maybe can't relate to you anymore. They, they won't be able to relate to you at, at all. True. Exactly. It's so, so hard to relate to these people. like, oh, I don't know. Will they let me talk to them? I can't, can I call this guy? Because mm-hmm. he's so up there. Yeah. You feel it's like it's unattainable. Like, like Russell Brunson actively tries to make people remember the potato gun story. Oh. Why is that? Why does he tell that story so much? It's, so it's because he wants to remind you that one time he was human. That's it. And he's told that story thousands of times, probably hates it, probably has nightmares about that story, but he <laughs> has to keep telling that story because people relate to him. Yes. That's his way to relate to people. And you can go back to his early videos and mm-hmm. see back when he was doing the potato gun stuff. Yes. And that's beautiful. They suck. They're awful. He's, Truly, he's, they're awful. Yeah. But it's amazing because you can go, the pressure's off, you know, like yeah. I can re listen to this person cause they were once me. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a huge YouTuber, MKBHD. I'm sure you've heard of him, right? Yeah. Marcus Brownlee. And he's got a video up that he posted 10 years ago on his YouTube channel. And you go and look at that YouTube video, mm-hmm. he recorded on the webcam. And he's just showing this laptop that he just got. He's just talking. It's a young kid. It's like, wow. And then you just keep moving up and then you see the progress. But you you can't see that. You can't have that progress unless you make the effort take the step. You got to try stuff. You know, I love uh, Bizbro said recently in a podcast that uh, I was on, and then they also said it again with Marley, that uh, failure is not failure. It's taking samples like AI. You know, AI, when it's learning to play chess at a very, very high level, what do they do? They lose and they learn. They lose and they learn. They lose and they learn. And then they become better than any chess player in the world. And now it's considered like the highest of the high if you can beat these robots. But at one time they were consistently, frequently, every single time failing. Mm-hmm. But then they learn. Yes. They take samples. They take samples. Did that work? It didn't work. Okay, let's try something else. Did that work? It didn't work. Okay, try something else. And I love that. 
Yeah. Taking samples. It's not failure. And we teach our kids this too, that, you know, oh, you did that wrong. No, no. You tried that and it didn't work. You know, it's just a, again, a little mindset shift. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you tried that and it didn't work. What else might work? What else can we do to try and get the desired result? You know, I love that. I love the whole idea of that taking samples. That's, that's so powerful. Um, another example on that same concept, the baseball hall of famers have 30% wins. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The very highest of the high, they only hit 30% of the time. Like what? 30%. It's not, even, it's not even it's not even the greatest in in all of it you know? <laughs> Whew. super powerful dude absolutely that was that was a that was a journey down mistaken land <laughs> dude we should make a board game called mistaken land where it's okay to make mistakes seriously but and, and not many people know like i started covid wanting to make a podcast about failure being a good thing and talking to entrepreneurs about their greatest failures. Mm. And when I say greatest failures, I mean the failure that maybe led them down a path that led them to success because every great success is riddled with failure. Yes. Just, you don't get to hear about it. You don't get to. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I didn't tell myself for the longest time was that, yes, I got myself fired. Mm. Till I said that, I wasn't like I was. I, I was trapped in this box. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. But why am I doing this? I'm like, well, yes, I made that mistake, and I learned from that lesson how to effectively use your own time, mm-hmm. how to use a team to lift you up, bring people around you that are gonna, that are going to cheer you on because absolutely. So critical, you know, it, it like totally, they actually did an experiment. Um, there was an epi- there's a TV show on, on Netflix. I can't remember the name of that. My kids were watching. They blindfolded an athlete and they put him in front of a, you know, basketball hoop. And every time he shot swish, right. And then he, they took the blindfolds off and there's all these people standing around and they're all like booing him and he kept missing every shot. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And then they brought somebody who had never played, right? He, you know, not a, not, not a pro, but they're all, they're all cheering him on. And every time he switched, it went in the hoop. Nice. So if you have cheerleaders around you, it activates your your subconscious to know that you're already a winner. It's a paradigm shift because if you go in and you go, man, I just can't figure this out. Yeah. The people that you know, in mastermind groups and just reaching out to people and being like, you know, I'm looking for a community somewhere where I belong. And if you don't have one, X's and O's is a great place. Junaid is a great place. They will bring you to communities that will support you and harness that. And but what it does is they change that can't to how can I? And then you realize, okay, get myself out of this like 
you know, negative thought pattern that's going to take me to a roadblock. Yeah. When I get into this community, they're going to tell me, no, back away from can't. Yeah. How can I? And here's some examples of things that we've tried that either had success or didn't. So they kind of can guide you through the darkness because as an entrepreneurship, you can, you can, an entrepreneurship, you barely can ever see a step ahead of you ever. You never see the light at the end of the tunnel. The path Mm -hmm. is clear. Even the most successful entrepreneurs grab any one of them. And I will bet you every bit of money I make for the year that they will never say they saw the path clearly from the beginning Mm -hmm. ever. It changes with each step and it's dark again, you know, and you're each step, you get to see a little bit more, a little bit more, but it's never clear ever. But what you you do learn is how to take that next step. Absolutely. Yeah. You can take that next step with some added information, some Mm -hmm. value from other people, people Mm -hmm. that have walked that path before to the point that you're trying to get to. And they can tell you, listen, there's some trouble ahead or this is going to come up as and be a, a conflict. You're going to want to try and avoid that with this and this and this. So you, yeah. they help you to try and get some more light on that path. But either way, you have to make that step. Yes. So let's take action, make it happen, publish, put that content out, document your journey, whatever is, whatever problem you're facing, tell it to the world. Like literally tell people, hey, this is the problem that I'm facing. And you'll see all the support that you gets pouring um, up into you. It's it's so amazing. You just got to put the word out. And and publishing are- doesn't just help the end user, the viewer of your content. It helps you too. Yes. Because realizing that you're not alone, that other people are going through the same things, and that other people respect you for having a voice for them. That's great content. And if you think to yourself, well, that's all great and good. I can talk about my process, but what if my process right now is I have no idea what to do. Okay. What do you consume the most? Mm-hmm. Who are, who's the last person that you genuinely helped in your life, in your personal life? Who did you, you know, maybe you hopped on a phone call and after the phone call, they went, you know, thank you truly for that. Yeah. There's something there and you just start testing, start that's taking cool. samples you know, start failing as fast as you can. And so if you watch friends every single day and you like, uh, maybe YouTube videos about how to build woodworking stuff, maybe you make a group show discussion that's kind of funny, like friends mm-hmm. so that you stay interested. And then you guys talk about your woodworking projects. You have content to make, start testing. You know, maybe you are uh, someone that consumes a lot of race car videos or like uh, Jim Connor. And, you know, you want to get together with a bunch of your friends who are also passionate about that. And you guys talk about the newest third party uh, parts to put on your car. Mm-hmm. Did you try it out? Show a clip of you trying it out. Did it work? Was it crap? And eventually you can even get sponsors for crazy stuff like that. But you start trying stuff out. And you base it around your interests you already have. So when people say, I just don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. (laughs) What do you already consume? What is the stuff that gets a fire under you that you're like, man, I want to check out that video or that content creator is amazing. I have to watch all of this stuff. Find out, think about the why. 
why do I like their stuff? Is it because of a common interest we have, a habit that we share? Uh, is it aspirational? You want to be like that person? You can build content around that and then figure out ways to where you've helped others. Maybe you don't consume a lot of YouTube. Maybe you don't consume TV or music or whatever it is. And you just sit in your dark room. That's content. Talk about what keeps you in that, that, that dark room. You know, why aren't you reaching out? Talk yes. about it. Yeah. And that is something that people can share with you and join you. Amen. Amen, man. I'm all in on the Jim Beard boat, man. You know, as you're giving me examples, my cyclist friends have been talking to me and like, hey, we want to start a YouTube channel where we talk about these cars. Awesome. I'm like, why aren't you doing it? Like, we don't, awesome. we want to. Take but, some samples. Start but, but aggressively taking thing, samples. Right? Everybody wants to make money. Like, how can I start monetizing? Like, well, you got to put the content out first. You can't start with the money. You have to let, you have to start with the content and let the market tell you what they want from you. Yes. And you build around that. And if you can't, if you're not putting any content out there, you will not. They don't know you find, exist. They're not. Yeah, they don't know you're here. Dude. Like Gary Vee says, if you're not in here, you don't exist. Yeah, that's really, that's the truth of it. And we get so afraid of what people will think. Yeah. And take it from someone who just started at the beginning of COVID with aggressively putting out content. It never happens. Never happens. It just oh. never does. Yeah. Jim, dude, dude we've, has such awesome conversation that we can keep going. This is, this is a forever, yeah, evergreen, right? Um, but I have some really fun questions that I'd like to ask you. Let's do it. Let's get crazy. Awesome. But before we get into those awesome questions, we'll be right. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, guys. We have been talking with James Beard on how to create your own live game show for Facebook. Now, the reason I the focus on Facebook is one, there's a ton of people on Facebook, mm -hmm. more than any other platform, which makes it so accessible. And just recently, they launched an ability to create events where you can charge people money through Facebook events on your pages. So you want people to come see your game show or your show, they got to pay. Super awesome. James has shared so many ideas, so many ways of how you can create, but it all comes down to why you want to create because when you have that why super strong, you can take it anywhere. So, if you haven't, if you just jumped right in the middle of the episode, go back and listen in and you'll get to see what we talked about. But now we have some really fun questions for James. Is it James or Jim? I keep and that Jim. I, I, yeah, it's Jim. I keep he hearing that you you'll respond to anything, so I will. I will literally <laughs> respond to anything that starts with a J. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, uh, you know, back in the days they couldn't pronounce my name. So they're like, hey, Jay, um, can you do this? Like, yeah, sure. take it. That's good. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll do it. So, Jim, what what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Hobby that I wish I got into? Uh, probably woodworking. 
I know carpentry enough, but actually like making a piece of wood into something else mm-hmm. is super intriguing to me. And I, I'm fascinated by it. Yes. So that's probably something I wish I got as a skill set along the way. I'm, I'm going to have to play catch up now. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome skill set. I've got a workshop. I got a, I'd love to tour you around. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I love that. You know, cause I, you work in computers so much, you need to go to the other side of the spectrum oh to balance God. you out. And I think that's super critical to have that like hands on. Oh my God. I love something creating with your hands. There's something so beautiful about that, especially when your entire day is encompassed in the screen. Yes. It's, it's wonderful to leave that behind and kind of unplug and just, it's just you and a material making something new. I think it's is like, amazing. It's like you're, you're working with the other side of your brain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel so left out. Like, why am I feeling so, exactly. <laughs> so annoyed? I need to do something mm-hmm. else. Let me go out bike or, you know, yeah. Awesome. Like awesome. I, I, I think you saw a couple of the pictures that I posted, but I'm, oh, yeah. I'm creating a fort for the little one in the backyard That's out of an old so pool badass. deck. So the pool got tugged out because it was crap and it just wasn't working anymore. And it was more money to repair it than it mm. would be to replace it. Yeah. And we decided not to replace it. So then there's just this pool deck sitting in the middle of the backyard. <laughs> and we noticed that the kids kept like wanting to play in it like a fort. So I was like, well, let's just fully commit. Let's make, make it a full it, fort. Make it a fort. Nice. Can't wait to see the finished product, man. Thanks, man. That'd be awesome. Next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a dinosaur. And now you are one. (laughs) (laughs) No, when I I was growing up, the minute I saw Jurassic Park, I was like, oh, so that's me. That's it. That's me. (laughs) And more importantly, the behind the scenes of Jurassic Park with all the animatronics and Elvis, the the T-Rex that they were using, the big animatronic Elvis Mm -hmm. um, T-Rex. Yeah. And I just was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. Done. So I knew from that very moment on what I wanted to do with my career. And it never quite went that way. I worked on a couple movies while uh, the film incentives were in Michigan and that was a beautiful time. And then they left. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, it was short lived. It yeah. was either move out to Cali or, you know, get into something else. So I got into automotive and it paid very well and it was nice. good. Uh, good job, good steady work, but it just didn't have that flair of film. Yeah. You know, but the unfortunate thing in this world is that film doesn't pay very well unless you're a technical director and up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other it's than a- that, you are replaceable and you're replaceable very fast. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's a very hierarchical system. Absolutely. Like, yeah, what? there's a threshold above yeah. that threshold. Like the, the wage gap goes like, <gasps> like really, really big wage gap between yeah. a technical artist and a technical director nice. is a huge wage gap. And uh, to get to that point, you really have to do a lot of promotion and mm. a little bit of politics sprinkled in there. And you have to know the right people at that level. It's essentially like it's connections. And uh, if you don't pursue that avenue, then, you know, there's a glass ceiling in that business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it is that uh, I did a little bit of the film stuff, a little bit of the film stuff here. And then went into automotive to pay the bills. Nice. Awesome. All right. Next question. I mean, I, I want to pick on that question a little bit. <laughs> the automotive part and the 3D part and the virtual sure. reality, because 
I've been playing with virtual reality games right now where I get to like bring in this avatar and like this is so cool and there's like if you use certain cameras you can turn on green screen so then yeah. it's like mixed reality they put your body into this video game and you can see this Janae flailing around his arms playing this video it. game it's, it's hilarious um next question what is your favorite movie or tv show and i think you you talked a little bit about that yeah Jurassic park Jurassic park hands favorite down movie. hands down tv show um breaking bad oh. my favorite tv show from like as a beginning to end thought i think that none has done it better than breaking Bad. yeah they've done i watched it now i think six times <laughs> the whole series yeah Wow. You can cut that out. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, COVID, everybody's... I love it, though. Everybody's so catching good. up on their movies or TVs. My wife's rewatching Family, Modern Family. Oh, that's a great show. It's a great yeah, show. Absolutely. And isn't that the, the same guy that's now in Ozark? Like the lead of that is the lead in Ozark? No. Jason Bateman is not in there. Bateman. Yeah, yeah. wasn't he in Modern, Modern Family? Family? Mm -mm. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> he's not. In, <laughs> he's not in Just Kidding either. He's he's, he's in. Not uh, just kidding. What is it? Arrested Development. He's in there. Yes, that's the one. Okay. Arrested Development. Yeah, that's what I meant. So just edit it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing this stuff, dude. This is gold. <laughs> All right, next one. And I, I kind of know the answer to this question, but I'm just gonna ask, ask it anyways. What movie would you choose if you got to play character in it? Ooh, I don't know if it would be Jurassic Park. I'm, I'm not a strong runner. If, if I'm running, you should be running too. <laughs> 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 so I don't know if I'd want to be in that one. Um, I don't know. Be a character in a movie. Uh, the movie Blow, Johnny Depp. Awesome. I'm coming in five minutes. All right, we gotta wrap this up. All right. Huh? She's coming early. I've been calling. I know I'm coming. <laughs> Don't cut out that part either. No, that's, that's staying in here. <laughs> I'm coming. Um, who is your favorite superhero? Uh, Batman. Ooh, I love that man. And the, um, the reason is because he has weaknesses, lots of them. Batman. Right. Lots and lots of weaknesses. I think the best thing that makes a superhero is that they have weakness and a lot of it and how they overcome it. So we're going back to the failures. Oh, yes. Now, what are the, what are the superheroes that we appreciate the most? Are they the ones like Superman's where only thing that they're allergic to is a secret rock on one planet <laughs> in the entire like universe? And other than that, they're invincible or the people mm -hmm. that have flaws that have to overcome those flaws and those failures and those problems to then, you know, win the day. Spider-Man. Those, those are my favorite superheroes. Yep. Spider-Man, Batman, all these all absolutely these folks. have all these gigantic character flaws and, mm -hmm. and problems that they deal with and real life issues that they go through. And that's what makes them compelling. Yeah, it makes them so appealing and you can relate to them on another level absolutely hold on one second just one second
Sorry about that. <clears throat> no Bob problem. I was terrorizing the cat. <laughs> All right, Dogs man. And cats, they'll never get along. Am I right? <laughs> they will never get along. Last question of this session. If you were a board game, what would it be? Oh, trouble. Trouble. Bring <laughs> on the trouble, guys. <laughs> awesome. Jim, where can my audience find you? Absolutely. Uh, we have a new Facebook group to help you simplify content creation, to make, to make you realize it's not so damn hard. Uh, it's called uh, Omnipresent Army. And that's on Facebook groups. You can look that up. And then there's uh, my company, Micro Machine Media. We repurpose content and teach you content strategy to get you omnipresent in your niche across Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> Tiki-taki. TikTok. And then uh, you can obviously reach out to me anytime. I'm, I'm in my messenger heavily throughout the day and just chatting it up with people, networking, forming new relationships, helping out where I can. And uh, yeah, and then you can check out the X's and O's game show at X and O game show on the Facebook page. Uh, we go live every other Saturday, which we are now switching to every other Thursday Ooh. at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. But it used to be every, every other Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. But awesome. uh, we had a lot of our experts that that need their BBC. So we're, we're backing it up a little bit and plopping it in the middle of the week. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Jim, thank you so much for your time. This was a fun conversation. There's so much more to talk about. We'll continue that conversation. I appreciate it, and I'd love to come back anytime if you have me. Awesome. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hatsandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 